I just had to apologise to the dog for being irritable at her. Um, and she was really cute afterwards and I felt really bad. <clears throat> I felt really bad about it. Um, but they're just making so much noise and stuff keeps going past uh, on the road outside and, and that's really noisy and there's a persistent dripping um, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's it's just in the conservatory, which is just through there. And yeah, I know uh, middle class problems, but uh, but conservatory, bleh, you must be loaded, etc., etc. But the fact remains, there's a fucking drip, and it's dripping, and it's really frustrating. Um, it's not that good a conservatory either. It's more just uh, some like plastic. Sh- anyway, so. Um, so that's how I'm living. Great. Now the dogs are still both fucking around and, and they're also looking at me like they're terrified of me, which um don't think I've done anything to really warrant that, but, but dogs are quite perceptive, so that makes me feel great. Brilliant. Okay, listener. I suppose we should do this. <laughs> Listener, I'm going to try and get this uh, episode out in between noisy distractions from the dogs and uh, and that noise in the conservatory I mentioned before and uh, traffic noise and before my energy levels just uh, collapse. Um, I'm Nick. This is Two Grown Men. It's episode 112, uh, 112 uh, in your English pounds. God, that's, that's lame. Who even says that? In your English pounds, what the fuck? Um, this is a podcast about being a feckless, confused and frustrated man in your 40s. There are normally two of us, hence the name Two Grown Men. Um, this episode is going out very late or, well, or early, depending on how you look at it, because we uh, don't seem to be sticking to a weekly schedule at the moment. We will at some point. Uh, we're just struggling. Uh, my fellow Two Grown Man is James. He's not here right now. It'd be weird if he was. I'm in my living room uh, alone and it's quite late at night. Um, It would be strange. Um, I have got a list. Got a list of stuff written down. This is because I've been struggling recently. I'll get onto that in a bit but but I've been struggling to focus and stuff like that. I I will get onto that in a minute if I don't end up throttling uh, my dogs to death before then. So anyway, the list. Uh, the topic says, say who you are, what the show is. I've done that already. Mention the list. Yep, done that. Um, the website and Twitter. You can listen to all of the previous episodes of Two Grown Men at twogrownmen.net. Uh, we, there are show notes on a lot of the episodes and all of those episodes there are, are absolutely free and you can listen to them anytime you want. You can also subscribe to us at your podcatcher of choice and you should be able to listen to all of the previous episodes uh, and this one, although you're listening to this one right now anyway, um, at, at your podcatcher of choice. Uh, if uh, you so desire, it would be very lovely of you to uh, rate and review us on your podcatcher um, I'm not going to say off choice again. That's stupid. 
uh, the the boat's probably sailed for us on that. We're uh, 112 episodes in, uh, but it, it's always nice uh, to uh, uh, see what people think of us when they think nice things. I, to be honest, at this point, with the way the social internet is and uh, and and the way that the democratization of entertainment um, has totally failed to come about, it would be nice to hear if you hate it too. Just just nice to know that there are people out there. That would be very very cool. Um, but if you do uh, rate us and review us or, or, or share the podcast with uh, other people um, that you think might like it, it does get the word out and, and you know, um, I won't go as far as to say uh, we might potentially be helping people here, but certainly we're helping ourselves uh, uh, in terms of, uh, of what it does for our egos every time someone we know or someone we don't know uh, even even better talks to us about the podcast it, it it helps us and and that's really what's important so yeah if you put the word around that'd be brilliant um you can find the podcast on twitter at 2gm pod uh, i'm on twitter at nick site n-i-x-s-i-g-h-t and james is on twitter at james mumb there's also a facebook page uh it's just two grown men um, it's ostensibly a, a parenting podcast. We don't really talk about that quite so, so much anymore because uh, one of our biggest problems is how self-absorbed we are. It's not that we forget about our children. Uh, it's just that when um, there's an opportunity to think about ourselves, uh, James and I tend to uh, end up grabbing it. Um, oh, one thing I have managed to achieve earlier today, I have been struggling to get stuff done, but one thing I did achieve earlier today was I managed to pay for hosting uh, for the next two years for this podcast and uh, for uh, We Have Issues, which is another podcast that we do, and uh, which is about comics, and also for Elephant Words. It's all the, the stuff I, online stuff I work on. Elephant Words is a writing website. Um, that was the, uh, I paid the invoice today. I didn't raise the money. The money was raised from a fundraiser we did uh, recently. And uh, although I think we might have done it already, uh, I just want to thank everyone who contributed to that fundraiser. Again, It's the timing's been awful um, in terms of everyone who contributed, con- contributed so much and, and people have been, uh, supporting us on the Patreon, which I'll talk about in a minute as well. And um, and our productivity has basically fallen off a cliff uh, around the same time. I think it's a coincidence. I, I don't think uh, we feel like we've made it now so we can stop trying. I don't think that's it. Um, I don't think it's anxiety that, that people might actually, you know, that there's pressure because people actually seem to care. I don't think it's that. I think it's just really bad luck, like a weird confluence of biorhythms. And I'll be honest, normally the problems are James's fault. This time they're entirely on me, I think. Um, normally most things are James's fault, actually. But yeah, so thank you to everyone who contributed to the fundraiser. Uh, that's us locked in for another two years. Now, from here on out, it's kind of your fault. Uh, I mentioned the Patreon. You can find the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash T-O-T-P 
And uh, that's a, a place where you can, if you want to, you can contribute monthly, um, a small amount monthly to support this podcast and uh, We Have Issues and any other podcasty stuff that we get into. Uh, it's uh, It did partially pay for the hosting, actually, although we only started it a couple of months ago, so we hadn't raised enough money to do all of it that way. And uh, you can give as little as a dollar. It's all in dollars. So you can give as little as a dollar. You can give as much as you like. There is actually a, a reward level where if you give more than $2 a month, uh, you'll get something lovely from us once a month. Um, there are details on the site, patreon.com forward slash TOTP. Um, I'm not going into detail about it here because, well, no, I can. It is, strictly speaking, a two grown men thing as well. Uh, but uh, James and his daughter Scarlett are doing comic reviews uh, once a month. Uh, like a little mini podcast. It's probably better than any of the actual podcasts that we're putting out because Scarlett is a much better person than any of the people involved with the, any of the grown-ups involved with the podcasts we do. Um, I mean, she's only, like, I'm sure she'll turn out fine. But part of my belief system really is that she's probably only a, a, a good person right now because the world hasn't had its chance to, to ruin her yet. One of the things uh, that I believe the world does to all of us is it just twists us up. It really just twists us, twists us up. Um, and I'm sure that'll happen to her too. So it's uh, if you get onto the Patreon right now uh, and start contributing, you can get uh, one of those a month and you'll get to uh, participate in these first three or four years not for three or four years. She's uh, she's older than that. But these first, uh, th these last three or four years before the world uh, really uh, ruin ruin Scarlet, it is going to happen. It's almost definitely going to happen. Um, James, if you're listening, uh, I don't want you to feel like I'm singling Scarlet out. I'm already very aware that this is going to happen to my sons as well. Um, probably partially contributing to the weird mood I'm in at the moment, actually. So, why haven't we been doing podcasts? Uh, well, I don't know if these are excuses or reasons or if if it isn't just a, like a, a combination of a whole bunch of different things and isn't down to any one thing. But I know for my part, I've been all over the place for the last week. I um, I'm really just struggling to cope with daily life uh coping's the wrong word and it rings all sorts of alarm bells i am coping i'm and i'm ha happy actually i'm pretty comfortable i'm enjoying uh most of the people i work with which is is incredibly rare We've had uh, some uh, amazing feedback and successes, especially with the fundraiser for the podcast. And I'm I'm confident that even if I don't always quite uh, understand what it is we're doing, that that it does resonate with people. So I feel pretty good about that. I'm not bad at my job. Um, I'm not amazing at it, but I'm not bad at it. And I couldn't actually be happier at home. But I just it's like there are too many inputs and I'm trying to uh, 
get as much as possible from all of those inputs and, and do as much as possible with all of that uh, uh, data or, or um, stimulus. And uh, what's actually happening is I'm just shutting down and I'm, I'm struggling uh, in that way. Now, I, I read a thing a few months ago, which was a man describing his depression. And um, he, he used the term dithering. And it worried me because the thing he described um, is actually something I really do. And he's, for him, it's a symptom. He feels it or he identifies it as a symptom of his depression. It's kind of that behavior where you just find that you're repeatedly like flicking down on your Facebook or Twitter app, even though you're not really waiting for anything to happen and nothing interesting is going on. Or, Or you go into the kitchen to get a snack and, then suddenly it's like 40 minutes later and you don't really know what you've done and you haven't really had a like had the snack or anything or um dithering is apparently a thing I do uh I uh and I've always done I think um it's kind of a running joke in our house that if I go off and do some washing up or something like that or, or prepare a meal um the and these are things I actually quite enjoy doing and I find them quite therapeutic or laundry or whatever. It always takes me way longer um, than it would take anyone else to do because I really just seem to, it just, time just gets sucked into those sorts of, whoops, those sorts of things. Um, and I'm really, I'm really aware that one of the problems with uh, mental health diagnosis and stuff like that is, it's not, it's not mathematical. It's, it's not an exact science. So many of the symptoms of of one condition are also potentially symptoms of another, and uh, certain conditions like depression are kind of uh, are different for loads of different people like there there are things that there are there are certain things that people sometimes have in common but each person's depression is is completely different um i still don't think i have depression i know that james has on on the podcast before um diagnosed me with uh depression i know he wants me to have depression and i mean like i get it because the more uh the more people he gets to join uh, the more loyalty rewards he gets, it's kind of a bit of a pyramid scheme. That's awful. I, he he was he's probably right. The truth is, he's probably right. I'm teasing him, and it sounds like I'm being really cruel. And maybe it was cruel. I can't. Part of the problem at the moment is I'm not really sure. My barometer's kind of fucked. Lots of things I think are funny. It turns out might not be funny. Um, uh, but uh, so he's. It'll probably turn out uh, he's. Right, but the truth is I don't want to have depression. And, and I, I don't mean, I mean, nobody wants it. Okay, I get that. Nobody wants depression. But what I mean is I'm very aware that there's stuff that's not quite right about the way my brain works. Um, But I don't want to have depression. And the main reason I think I don't want to have depression is because I'm a narcissist and... Depression seems pretty boring. So, I mean, not, I mean, it's awful. It's fucking awful. Uh, and everyone who has it, um, will tell you that. 
uh, or they won't, they'll, because it's so hugely stigmatized that they won't ever talk to you about it. Um, and you shouldn't ask them about it because that's really personal, frankly. But, um, but it is awful, but it's also kind of common. Lots of people have it. It's kind of like IBS, I think, as well, in that sometimes when doctors can't quite work out what might be wrong with you, but they know it's in that ballpark, I think depression ends up being quite an easy diagnosis to go with, or anxiety is another one. Now, I might have anxiety. I've always thought of anxiety as being a bit of a symptom rather than um, the, the, rather than an underlying cause, because I don't have it like all the, all the time anyway. And um, um, I've probably got IBS. That's something. Uh, the thing about IBS is narcissism aside most of the things that can go wrong with your gut that I can think of they're really not nice things I don't I don't want to be seriously ill that's not what I want I don't want to be seriously ill it's just I know there's something wrong with me and um, it'd suck if it was something typical you know I don't know well here's this other thing uh, depression like patriarchy is a trap that catches everything like IBS ah fuck that's the I just messed up the joke. I mean, fuck knows. Fuck knows what's wrong with me. I also still don't know what's going on in my back. The truth is, a lot of uh, what's uh, going on in my mood at the moment might just be that I'm tired because I'm constantly uncomfortable because there's something going on in my back that might be my kidneys. But I got an ultrasound for my um, uh, kidney thing and they couldn't find any stones and they said if you're still in pain in two weeks uh, I'll come back and get a CT scan and there's that weird thing and I get this whenever I go to the doctor about a physical ailment where um, and I think most people can probably relate to this but it's a weird thing I haven't heard many people articulate which is that like you you do want them to find something most of the time because you know that something's wrong like you know that you're in pain um and you don't, it's not that you want it to be serious. I didn't go in for my ultrasound hoping they'd find uh, some something fatal or even like horribly debilitating. I did hope it would just be kidney stones because that's relatively straightforward and relatively benign, if very painful. Um, but you know that there's something wrong. And uh, the problem is, I think the the fear is there's the practicality you just kind of want to get it sorted but the fear as well is uh, certainly if you're me is that maybe there actually isn't anything wrong maybe i'm not depressed maybe i don't have kidney stones maybe this is just what life is and i'm not really that well equipped to cope with it but i don't mean cope as in uh, freaking out or anything like that. I mean, just uh, maybe I really don't have a very high pain threshold and I'm just a 42-year-old man who's a bit overweight and my back's protesting about it. Maybe that's what the problem is and I'll never really get to the bottom of it because this is just what being 42 is like. Maybe I'm not depressed or or quite high on the autism spectrum or anxious or asthmatic or any of those things. Maybe all of the things that bother me are just things that bother everyone who works in an office or whatever. And uh, I just 
um, don't have the stamina for it. Or I so desperately want to be a precious little snowflake that it doesn't occur to me that this is just what life feels like. You know, that's a possibility. The one thing I'm pretty sure of is I'm definitely narcissistic. So um, so it's possible that the whole snowflake thing is a, is a problem. I don't, I don't know if I'm definitely narcissistic. That's fucking stupid. I'm not a mental health professional, okay? Um, but I certainly feel pretty narcissistic. Uh, having said that, I've never actually looked it up in um, in a in a dictionary. So it might be another one of those words that I think I know what it means, but actually I don't. Which uh, is most of the words over three syllables I use are, are kind of words like that. Um, I used the word facetious in a in, in a tweet to a stranger earlier today or yesterday or sometime recently. And uh, and then immediately realised uh, after sending it that uh, that that um, I wasn't 100% sure. So I looked it up on dictionary.com and I, I kind of know what facetious means. But in that particular instance, I was getting it mixed up with pedantic. And I think I do that quite a lot. Um, and they don't really even mean remotely the same thing. It's possible to be being both, I think. Uh, at the same time, but but like they aren't even equivalent, uh, really. Which um, I mean, the one thing about both of them is that you can be fairly sure if someone like habitually does either thing, they're probably an asshole. But that's like we've got a word for asshole. It's not the the two. There's no excuse to use facetious when you mean pedantic. Um, I don't know. I'd like to pretend that I'm going to be more um, careful about using the wrong words in future. But the truth is, I think I'm just wired this way. I I think that I think I know what I think I know what a lot of words mean, and um, and really I'm just I'm just winging it. Anyway, that's. Is there anything more narcissistic than going on about uh, how narcissistic you are um, at length? That isn't a rhetorical question. I think it's clear that I'm not entirely sure what narcissistic means. I'm, I'm genuinely asking, is there anything more narcissistic than the thing I just described? I don't know. Can you hear the dogs uh, breathing in the background? It, if you can, it must be, um, for those of you who listen to the, the podcast regularly, it must be quite a, a relief to, not relief, but a sort of a change of, uh, change of, a tempo to be hearing someone else breathing really heavily rather than uh, James or I, who are both a little bit heart attacky at any given time uh, and a bit like uh, heavy breathy. Um, there, so there's the dogs. They're in the background. They're going. <sighs> which is um, better than what they were doing earlier on, which was wrestling, which was very, very noisy. So anyway, in terms of stuff that's actually been happening, um, the, the, we did have quite a big milestone uh, in this house uh, in in terms of being parents in that we went to our first parents' evening. Now, it's a little bit of a misnomer because when you hear parents' evening, you think that that's you go in and talk to, to, talk to your child's teachers. And actually what this was, even though they called it a parents' evening, was us going to um, the preschool that our son's going to be going to in September and sitting in a room with uh, dozens and dozens of uh, of other 
parents and some had brought their kids and stuff uh, and and listening to to information about the preschool and it's it was weird because after a day at work quite a weird day at work and then being stuck on a bus and then very quickly going out to this place that is designed to have lots of little people running around but not quite this many big people just sitting there and talking without very much ventilation I did start getting very uh Maybe it was panicky. Maybe it was anxiety. Actually, I just started feeling really sick at one point and thought I was going to have to go out and, and get some fresh air And because it was all very oppressive. And one thing I realized was, and I, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, I, I've always kind of been a little bit worried about how I'm going to react when my sons go to school. Um, I've always thought about school like secondary school when I picture school that's what I think about because I didn't have a great time at school and um, although I did make lots of uh, lots of uh, very good friends that there were lots of very difficult times as well and I was very socially awkward and um, I was kind of a, a bit of a magnet for certain sorts of bullish and alpha male behavior that, that being inflicted on me so I do worry that my uh, I on one level, I'm worried about what it's going to be like for my sons. But on another level, I think they're going to be fine. But I'm worried that I'm going to make them less fine by fretting so much about it. And what I realized when I was at the parents' evening was it really isn't them I need to worry about at all. And I don't even really need to worry about the impact I'm going to have on them. What I'm really worried about at the moment is... um. At some point in the very near future, we're going to be expected, because the way I, I kind of want to do it is I want to be active. I don't, I don't, I don't want us to um, reduce our son's chances of being part of the community or whatever. Um, at some point, I'm going to have to, at the very least, make small talk with other children's parents. And uh, looking around that room at people who are younger, mostly younger than me, to be honest, but but effectively my, uh, if not cultural peers, my social peers, people roughly the same age as me, people who have kids and and who are going to be meeting at the who are, who are like going to be meeting at the gates, listening to the ladies doing the um the and it was all ladies because it's still very gendered doing the preschool bump. Um, I realized that I am no more comfortable or better talking to people my own age or around the same age as me than I ever have been. Um, I kind of know this in the abstract, but I spend so much time around comic-y people or people at work who do roughly the same thing that I, I can forget and my my day job is basically talking to people with some level of confidence so I just forget that like in terms of actually making friends or even acquaintances I do all of that online now because just being around people freaks me out around new people on the one hand I think in I'm actually better at talking to brand new people than I am to people I know a little bit but the whole point of this setting is that if you start talking to these people, they might become people that you know better. And, and I'm just, I don't know. It all seems pretty difficult to me. Um, so that was that parents' evening. It, of course, again, it's a, about my son. 
and um, because Noah's the one who's going to be going there in September and I found a way to make it about me. So, so I don't know uh, any mental health professionals listening and I know there are a couple of you. Does that sound like narcissism to you? I think it's narcissistic, isn't it? I think I'm pretty narcissistic. And here's the other thing about that uh, sort of default... Uh, that sort of default um, hack, spur-of-the-moment diagnosis of depression that 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 we give a bandy around as a culture. Um, here's the thing about that sort of sometimes feels like a slightly arbitrary depression diagnosis that it might seem easy to level at the way I've been feeling this last week. I don't feel unhappy about any of this. If anything, I find it all dangerously funny. Dangerously is a, a, a value judgment I place on it after the fact. I, f- I find myself quite funny when I'm in uh, this sort of state. I'm just pinging around all over the place and, and ridiculous. I'm totally ridiculous. And and it's um, I lean into it a lot. There are moments where my confidence falters when I'm mainly when I'm online or there are times, uh, it happened a couple of times this week, where the levels of irony and um, it's not so much sarcasm, but the levels of persona uh, that that I've I've kind of built built up, which are how I feel most of the time. The 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 sense of humour I've got, the sense of humour I've got tends to be more at my expense than anyone else's. I think, and and I find ridiculousness funny and 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 stuff like that. But it it means that if uh, as happened a couple of times this week, if I'm not quite on on top of things, I've built this scaffolding of uh that i surround myself with of of uh these silly jokes and this uh don't give a shit sort of i don't really care i don't respect anything sort of attitude and stuff um and and that layered irony that the internet is so good at you know that thing where you read an article and you don't know if it's real or the onion and 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 all of that sort of thing i'm so steeped in that that if I fall slightly out of sync with myself at any given point, I suddenly find myself second guessing. I'm, I think I'm joking, but I'm not sure if I'm joking. Did that come across as a joke? Do I just sound like a dick? Arguably, I should think about this more often than I do. Um, but, um, God, maybe the problem is that I feel like a person this last couple of weeks. I'm not as detached as I normally am. And that's causing me problems. It sort of expresses a little bit the other way. I feel like zoned out a lot. But but maybe it's that I'm actually like caring about the stuff that I should be caring about the rest of the time. Hmm. This requires some more thought. Actually, that's a thing. Don't tell someone you think they're overthinking something. People keep telling me they think I'm overthinking stuff. And um, 
a lot of the time when people say overthinking, what they're really describing is you're just thinking. Uh, but for some reason, that is something that identifies overthinking. And the other thing is, there's a very good chance that the person you're talking to uh, isn't making the conscious decision to think about stuff to the extent that they're thinking about it. It's possible that that's just the way their brain works and you're making this weird value judgment on the way their brain works when they don't have any control of it at all. And that's like kind of mean, maybe a little bit dickish. And I hesitate to say incredibly neurotypical of you. Um, so yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't tell people that they're overthinking. What do you expect them to do with that information? There's literally nothing they can do with that information uh, beyond, I mean, unless what you're sincerely trying to do and you're being really kind in your head about it is you're trying to do little drive-by cognitive behaviour therapies at them. But I mean, even that, like, you might be being a dick when you do that. I don't know. You might be being a dick. I might be being a dick. This might be absolutely awful. Um... Not this state of affairs, this podcast, and this state of affairs. So I think I'm gonna gonna go. I'm gonna quit while I'm well behind. Um, uh, until next time, listener. Um, this has been me, Nick. This has been two grown men with one grown man, and uh, we'll catch you on the internet. <laughs> We'll catch you on the internet. Lame.